who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll see what they show up for, and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show, hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. And on today's episode, we have Crystal. I saw her on TikTok. She is a medium and has some really neat videos where she goes into these homes with people that are having issues with ghosts or spirits. And unlike a lot of mediums where we just hear their stories, you can actually see her on TikTok go through these homes, interact with these ghosts and spirits and the people who are brought her there. It's pretty cool. It's kind of a different look than I had seen before from our guest. So we wanted to bring Crystal on and have her tell us all about it. How are you doing, Crystal? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Good, doing good. good. Yeah. I'm happy that you look at me on TikTok. I don't know. It's weird for me. <laughs> it's weird that people actually watch TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a strange, yeah, it's such a strange platform, but it really brings people together. But when you're, you're right, when you're recording it, you're like, am I just talking to myself, like to my hand? I actually have an issue with that. I really struggle with that sometimes. I'm like, gosh, it feels weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'm with you. I have to like be by myself where no one can hear me or anything to be able to film one. And anyways, kudos to you. What about you, JJ? Where do you have to be to film one? Oh, I am not in, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, (laughs) I I do make occasional appearances on Kat's TikTok. Sometimes willingly, sometimes unwillingly. (laughs) (laughs) There's a really funny one of him recently. Anyways, (laughs) Crystal, before we get uh, really going, we do like to ask our guests to kind of find out where they are on the supernatural scale. I have an idea of where you might be on this, but zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all. 10 meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? So I have this saying in my life that I'm the most skeptical medium you will ever meet. Um, Because when I first started this out, I was an atheist. (laughs) Um, so it was a big leap for me to be like, okay, now I'm talking to invisible people that nobody else can see. That was a huge leap for me. Um, so I'm going to say probably a five. I believe in spirit 150%. However, I don't necessarily believe in 
spirit haunting people the way they think that they're haunting people. So I'm very in the middle and I always wait until spirit tells their story until I decide whether or not something is actually being haunted. So I don't know. I guess I'm one of those people. I let spirit tell the story, not people. So when you say you, you don't believe spirits are haunting people in the way that they think, like what, what's, what do you think is like kind of that common belief of like how people are being haunted and why, why do you think that might be mistaken? So um, spirit can only speak through certain ways. And we as humans are not very great communicators. We don't really know how to listen to people. We don't really know how to pay attention. And we really don't know how to read a room when it comes to a certain conversation. So if spirit comes into the story and they're doing things and expressing the way that they're coming through and you have somebody who is more sensitive to spirit, they're going to feel things that spirit is giving to them. And they're going to take the very first feeling that they get Um, And they're going to run with that and say, this is what it was. However, just like human beings, spirit are layered. There's different layers to every single thing that they give to you. And you have to sit in the moment and really pay attention to what it is that you're experiencing and how long that lasts to be able to really fully communicate and understand what it is that they're trying to break down for you. And so that's what I mean. Like most of the time when somebody sees or feels something, it's automatic fear. Well, why? Because our brain is the first AI. It takes off with every story and it's like, this is what it is. And it's a way to protect ourselves from imposing danger. That's what our brain does. And so when we see and experience something in our life that isn't supposed to be there, automatically you're going to feel fear. Well, what happens after that fear, if you were to sit there and actually try to sit in the moment and feel the moment out, that's what I experience. And so when people tell me that they have demons in their house, nine times out of 10, it's not a demon at all. It's actually something that was human at one point in time that is trying to push people away because of its own trauma that it had when it was alive. And so it's getting what it wants after death by being left alone. See, Kat, you just need to sit in the fear. Don't be afraid. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that's what a lot of people are. You, did you say cat? Yeah. What am I scared of? Oh, right. Of because everything. Are you in Michigan? You can come with me sometime. It's really not that scary. <laughs> I will come with you when I visit Michigan, but we're in Atlanta. But I, oh. I do get just, I just get jump scares a lot and I'm scared of everything. Yeah, they're right. But I think that's so interesting you know, facing your fears, even though Noah was making a joke, we have had a lot of people that feel, you know, like they're able to communicate and know when something's in the room and they're always like, just state your presence and what you're there for and, and what your expectations are and just like set your boundaries and face it. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. How old were you when you like came into your (sighs) gifts and everything? So I was two when I experienced my first spirit that I remember, but I didn't know it was spirit because before um, I decided to actually figure out what the heck was going on with me, I thought I was possessed. And that happened in 2012, 2011, things started really happening for me. And I was actually like, what the hell? I thought I was possessed. I thought I was a paranoid schizophrenic. 
And there was a significant like experience that happened when I went on a tour of the old Jackson prison. And after that experience, because I was working in the health field, um, I decided I was like, okay, so if I go to my doctor, I'm going to be put in a padded room. This is exactly what's going to take place. They're going to be like, she's crazy. I don't think that I'm crazy. This had to have happened for a reason. And so I need to find somebody to help me understand this. I was 28. Um, when that took place, um, when everything started happening, I was actually 32 when I started channeling. Wow. So you mentioned that prison experience I did. Um, I read about that on your website. Can you walk mm -hmm. our audience through that experience? So I went through a tour and if anybody knows, like I know Michigan people will understand the Jackson prison. It's completely empty now. There's nothing there. So when you walk in, it's actually a huge gymnasium where these cells used to be. And as soon as I walked in, um, things started happening. Like I kept hearing my voice, like a voice behind me calling my name. And I was like experiencing being touched before I even went through the rest of the tour. And I was with my ex-husband who is now my ex-husband. I was with him at the time and he's a Catholic thought I was insane. And I was sitting there and I'm like, no, seriously, somebody keeps saying my name. And I kept looking and I was already like really, um, anxious that day, which is something actually that happens before I channel spirit or when spirits around me, my anxiety gets really high. And so we went through the tour and then we ended up going through and we were getting taken in this group of people to go down into their solitary confinement area. And there was like this invisible door. I couldn't walk down the stairs. It was like, every time I went to walk down, something was there physically stopping me. And I'm like, what the hell is your problem, girl? Like, seriously, get your crap together. You're looking insane. Everybody else is looking at me and they're like, okay, we've got to go. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well then you go because I physically couldn't move. And so finally I took a deep breath and I'm like sitting with myself and I decided to go down the stairs and you go down and then there's a little platform and then it went down. And then as soon as I got down to that, like second level before everybody else, I got really dizzy and I had to put my hand on the wall. And as soon as I put my hand on the wall, there's this hallway um, that is where the cells used to be separated, but there's this hallway. And I saw all these different faces coming to me all at once. It was like, they were just coming at me. And then I was hit with, um, I called it a feelings bag because I don't really know how else to put it. It was every single feeling that a person could feel in any part of their life just came and hit me in the chest. And I ended up collapsing and I ended up waking up upstairs. So they had to drag me upstairs. And so when I woke up, I'm sobbing. Like I couldn't stop crying because I felt so bad for these people that had been placed in this situation. And, and it was like, I saw, I kept seeing this one man's face over and over again. And it was just like, it was traumatic for me. And then come to find out later, there was actually a guy who had been placed in solitary confinement and forgot about and when they reopened it back up and were transporting people, he was blind. All of his like he had he looked like he was some homeless bum that had just kind of been stuck down there and forgotten about for years. And so I believe fully that that was one of the people that I connected with and just didn't know because I wasn't trained enough to connect with what I was being given. But it was like all these things. It was pretty traumatic for me at that point. I was like, what the hell just happened to me? It, it freaked me out because I didn't know what the heck I was experiencing. And is that an area, that prison, has it been reported to be haunted before? Or are you one of the only people that you know have to experience the haunting there? They told me afterwards, and I knew nothing about Jackson. I knew nothing. Actually, 
to, to be completely honest, because that's what I am with people. Um, I tell a lot of my story. Um, my ex-husband was in prison prior to him and I being together. So he was in prison for four years. And one of the places he was in was Jackson prison. And so he wanted to go back on a tour to see this place that he was at prior to. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever, let's go. Let's go. Um, and so we ended up going and then afterwards when they brought me upstairs she she asked me she said are you a psychic and I looked at her I was like no I'm not a psychic like no uh, <laughs> never been called that before in my life so that wasn't something that I kind of processed I had seen spirit I had heard spirit but I never put two and two together that you could actually teach yourself how to communicate with spirit in a way that you could understand I didn't put those pieces together. And she said, we've had a lot of people have issues down in the solitary confinement area. And that's why I'm asking. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I've, I've only ever really experienced like a dramatic shift in my emotions without me understanding. Uh, well, once I was on like this haunted tour in these <laughs> underground caves in Scotland and like one Ooh. of the rooms, I just got really, really, really sad. Uh, I didn't really notice it at the time. I thought I was just very scared because I get very scared. Um, but later I told her what your, my, the tour guide, which room I was in. And she said like, yeah, I mean, she could have been making it up. Who knows? But she said at the beginning of the tour, some people experience shifts in emotions and that a mother had like lost her baby in that part mm. of the cave or something like that. But that is just incredible. I mean, it's, it's awful what happened to the people there and everything. Um, it's just incredible that, that you can experience that other than, yeah. other than like, I know I'm just talking without stopping, but the only other time I've experienced such dramatic shifts <laughs> in my birth, in, in my, uh, in my emotions is like being a woman every month or birth control or whatever. It's so crazy. It's like just kind of a chemical thing too. So yeah. totally. Does yeah. that make any sense for the guys? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I mean, like it really is just like this, this switch and like, I, this isn't that kind of podcast where we talk about birth control, but it's, you know, <laughs> women are on hormonal birth control and it's like literally this thing that changes your body chemistry. Um, that, I, sorry, my brain just goes well, to that, the science parts of things. So if, if we're- No, don't be sorry at all. Actually, that's like really good that your brain goes there because I believe that we have to take two and two together. So yeah, looking like, at it mindfully has to also happen to help people understand that not everything needs to be terrifying in your life. Like sometimes there are actual explanations for what's happening. It's not just ghosts. Right, um, so what you're saying is it makes complete sense. Yeah, and I want to rationalize it in my head so far I haven't been able to be like, I 10 out of 10 believe in ghosts, but I'm kind of on this, this kick about energy and how like people who are living leave this kind of residual energy that people can feel. And, you know, we've talked a couple episodes about like people who have conditions where instead of like, they look at something and they just see it, but their things in their brain are kind of wired differently and they can like mm -hmm. see someone else being hurt and they can feel that pain. So there, there's like just no limit to what we can experience. I mean, you could absolutely be experiencing someone else's emotional pain that isn't even in existence anymore. I mean, I right. really believe that. JJ, that happens to you a lot, right? You experience <laughs> other people's emotional pain a lot. No, I'm, I'm totally dead inside. <laughs> so, so no. But that, I would like to say same, but that's not true. <laughs> well, Some I, days I, I just want to be like, okay, leave me alone. That would surprise me because I think I, I saw you describe yourself as a, a psychic and also an empath. Is that right? Okay. So I hate psychic. 
<laughs> I, actually, I despise that term. And it's not because I hate psychics. It's because I don't claim to know the future. I don't think anybody can know the future. I think the future is always changing. And so it's a farce for me to be so egotistical to think I can just predict everything. That's BS. Um, so I claim to be an empathic medium. And that's actually how spirit connects with me first and foremost is through the feelings associated with what it is that they want to present to me. The rest of it comes afterwards. So it's first feeling, then it's thoughts, emotions, imagery that follow afterwards, as well as words that they'll speak if they choose to speak actual words. Does your empathic uh, ability only work with spirits or do you kind of get readings like that from living people as well? Yeah, I, I can tap into people. I try not to. I really try not to because I don't want people in my head. Anybody can hop into somebody's head. You can sit with somebody and have a conversation and get vibes off from somebody. You know, if you're sitting there with a friend and you're having a conversation and they're talking about problems they're having in their relationship, you could be like, "Ooh, you're getting cheated on because um, you're, you're just getting this vibe of like, you don't know what the hell's going on behind your back. That's psychic. Yeah. Okay. That's picking up something that's taking place that you weren't told prior to. And all your knowledge is just sitting there in the moment and being like, okay, they're having problems and they're sad. And you know, they don't understand this or they don't understand this. And then all of a sudden, poof, it pops in your head and you hear ah, they're being cheated on. Okay. Well, what is that information? Is that your brain? Is that somebody downloading the information into you? Is that your psychic ability? Every one of us has the ability. It's not just me. I'm not gifted higher than anybody else. We all can tap in. It's just learning how to do it seems to be the biggest hurdle for people. So how long have you been learning how to do this? So I started channeling three months after I contacted my mentor and I've been doing it ever since. So uh, since 2012. Your mentor as in like a spiritual guide or? Um, I'm going to say no. Um, Pat Longo, I don't know if you guys have heard of her. I know, I'm sure people have heard of Teresa Caputo because that's usually what it goes to. Everybody knows her. Um, Pat Longo was her mentor. That's my mentor. And when I say mentor, I say that very loosely <laughs> because what Pat did was said, hey, yeah, you're a medium. You need to start channeling for spirit, start talking to your guides, have a great day. That was it. And then she didn't talk to me for three months. And I'm like, what the hell is happening in my life right now? Wow. I just, I just got, got from here being like, I hate God and what God represents to now you need to talk to these people and good luck. That was a very difficult hurdle for me. And yeah. so she gave me what she called homework. She was like, I'm going to send you this homework. And I, God, I love Pat to death. I do love her, but it was not homework. It was Take control of your emotions. Think of things that make it positive. When you start to get bad things, cancel them out. That was the homework. And I was like, what the hell is this? What is happening with my life? And I ignored her. I completely set everything aside and said, screw this. I'm not doing this. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. um, and then things just got so bad for me that I could not deny that there was something happening in my life within three months. And then one day I woke up, I was sobbing. I was in the most depressed state of my life. And I looked in the mirror and I said, Crystal, you're not doing this anymore. We're done. Like we're done. I'm not this person anymore. And so I got back in my emails. I dug it up. I found it. And, and I was like, I'm going to try it. I don't know what else to do because I was so lost I didn't know what else to do. There was no other direction for me. Um, so there was just a lot. It was a perfect storm of chaos that was happening in my life at that moment in time. I had kind of lost my job in the medical field because I had an, a skiing accident. 
And so I was kind of (laughs) taken out of my job and I was on this medical leave. And so it was just all these things happening at once and it just went poof. So, well, Crystal, did you, so you, you had this experience at the jail and I, I would assume that that was a pretty big moment for you as you described. And then it sounds like you got this mentor that kind of helped you harness your gifts as time went on. What has it been like now that you can do that? Can you share some of the experiences with us that have impacted you or other people through your gift? Wait, also side note, I have read about Pat because I wasn't convinced by Teresa Caputo, but when I met a a coworker of mine in Oregon, uh, her name was Teresa and she told me about Teresa Caputo's book. And then I read it and I read all about Pat and how like it was her mom's friend or something like that. And she knew her since she yeah. was a teenager. And then Pat was like, you're not mentally like ill. You don't need to take this medication. You have a gift. I've yeah. Been, and, about that. And, and Pat actually, she, she didn't always have it great either. Like if you know anything about Pat, she also had to learn how to kind of retrain herself into seeing differently and feeling differently. And that happened later in her life too. So it's not like she just woke up one day and she was like, Ooh, I'm a spiritual guru. Right. That's not how it happened. It came because other things happened in her life that forced her to kind of figure things out. And that's kind of how it seems to happen for people your full-time job is this. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so yep. you're uh, obviously with COVID, there's a lot of things. <laughs> so do you do a lot of your sessions over zoom or, or do yep. you normally do them in person? Uh, I don't do them on zoom because I heard zoom can be hacked into. And I like people's experiences to be protected. Um, I don't want somebody to be able to hack into my stuff and then post my readings out somewhere else just because it's not my reading. It's theirs. Right. And so I don't like people to, to have that. So I do them online through Facebook, Skype, or whatever avenue, FaceTime, whatever um, is available. But yeah, I do a lot of them. I probably do 90% of my readings online. Wow. And has that, did that change a lot for you or did you? <laughs> no, spirits the same online or if they're in person, it doesn't matter. They don't, they, they don't judge. They don't care. <laughs> They're like whatever needs to be said needs to be said. Yeah. So here's what Thank it you. is. Thank you for sharing all that. That's so cool to to hear. Do you mind if I ask if you're picking up on like any kind of spiritual energies online right now? So before I started, I did not say my spiel. So hold on one momento. I I kind of need to protect myself before doing stuff. And so gotcha. hold on a second. I have a grandfather that is on mom's side of the family that is stepping through. I don't know who it's for. There's three of you there. So there is a grandfather on mom's side of the family that's coming through and he's doing this, which means that he couldn't speak or communicate with his words prior to his passing. He's also snapping his fingers for me and then going downhill very quickly, very unexpectedly, which does mean to me that he had an illness that ended up going downhill very fast for him. He's also making me feel like he had a very difficult time taking in deep breaths prior to his passing. And he's also building up the building blocks within his chest, which usually means to me somebody that had um, emphysema, COPD, and or something along the lines of like congestive heart failure, because he's literally making me feel like I have so much liquid impacted in my lungs that I can't take in a deep breath. He's also giving me separation, which means to me that you weren't there for him at the time that he took his last breath. And he's also almost making me feel like he was a great grandfather, not an actual grandfather, which means he didn't have the opportunity to meet you in life. 
he's doing this to me, which does mean to me that he did not necessarily have his um, mental stabilities about him, which is usually dementia or Alzheimer's or the beginning stages of prior to him taking his last breath. He's also shaking his fist, which does mean that he was very stubborn when he was here. And he's doing this to me, which means that he was a skeptic in life, which means he is also a skeptic in death and never would have paid me, charged me or come to me when he was here. Now, when he does this, he passes a baton from his heart to yours, which does mean to me that you're a whole lot like him. And I'm also going to tell you that I, I don't know who this is for. Who lost a grandfather to congestive heart failure or heart disease? My grandfather passed when I was like one, maybe. Okay, so that's a separation. Attack. He's not a great grandfather though, right? He is an actual grandfather. Correct. Okay, because he's making me feel like he can't pass the baton back twice, which is generations to me. He's doing it once. He's raising his hand, which means to me, you're probably pretty stubborn in life. But he's also giving you a really big heart to me, which does mean to me that you're a really empathic person. He's just putting up a wall, which means to me that you choose not to get too involved in other people's emotions and feelings, which is actually a really good thing for you, specifically because I think that you've had a lot of ups and downs in your life when it comes to people kind of coming in and manipulating some of the, the sensibilities that you have and trying to kind of take from you instead of give back to you the way that you deserve. He is making me feel like recently there have been some changes that have taken place in your life and you're kind of looking at a crossroads right now with where it is and what path you want to go on. He is lifting you up, which means to me that you kind of need to stay the course right now. You can't go making any crazy decisions regarding some of these things. And I also feel like you have some opportunities to work with other people, but he's making me feel like you're balancing those things out and trying to weigh out situations because you're pretty choosy when it comes to who you work with is how he's presenting this to me. And I feel like you need to be because you're a pretty cool laid back type of person. And he's almost making me feel like you don't want the drama of bringing other people in and then attempting to kind of take it in, change it or do something else. And so you're probably very protected with what it is that you have going on. And I think you need to stay that way because I feel like if you keep going on the same track that you are, you're gonna end up building what it is that you actually want and getting success from what it is that you're doing. And so please take a minute, sit back and actually decide if this is the path that you wanna go on. I feel like you wanna add in different avenues to whatever it is that you're actually doing because he's making me feel like you're trying to change it up a little bit and make it a little bit more spicy and get yourself out there a little bit. He's actually making me feel like that's a really, really good thing for you to do. He's also patting you on the right hand side of the shoulder for me, which means that he's a guide role in your life. He is giving you love and he's also making me feel like you are a very strong human being who has been through a whole lot in life and he needs you to hear that he is proud of you. The reason he's saying that to me is because he's also making me feel like in your family, they don't really speak very much about um, some of the emotions and feelings. It's kind of like we just know we're loved or we just know that people are proud of us. We don't really have those deep conversations. And so what he's doing is he's making me feel like he needs you to hear that. He needs you to hear that, yes, I am proud of you. And yes, I see you. And yes, I am here for you. But you also don't talk. I feel like you have an issue when it comes to spiritual base, because he's almost when, when they balance um, faith for me, that kind of means that you really don't know what to believe in, in the scheme of all things. OK, whether you're skeptic or not, it really doesn't matter. But he's taking me and you, which means that you kind of have to look inside of yourself and understand it doesn't matter if you believe in God. It doesn't matter if you believe in Buddha, the flying spaghetti monster. I don't give two shits what you believe in. Believe in yourself first. And once that comes out, you're going to actually start to see the rest of the things start to grow. Um, did you recently have a breakup? No, I mean, no. So uh, he's giving me a separation. Okay. He's making me feel like there was a separation. Sorry. See, this is what happens with Crystal. Um, what he's doing is he's giving me a separation and he's making me feel like there was some kind of a separation that took place with you in a relationship, whether it be a friendship, relationship, family member, whatever. 
However, what he's doing is he's making me feel like you need to understand. He's giving you a round of applause for that because what he's doing is he's taking a step up and making me feel like you had to do that to learn how to build some boundaries for yourself and actually visualize what it is that you want going forward. And so please just know that these things have to happen sometimes for us to put ourselves in the right light to see ourselves the way that they are. Also, he is making me feel like there was a situation in your life. I don't necessarily feel like it was a life and death situation. However, he is making me feel like there was a situation that came up that you probably, it would have been worse if not for him intervening. He is showing me almost like a car crash that doesn't take place. And so it's almost like being hit, but not hit. So it's not an actual accident that takes place. He's making me feel like I was sideswiped or I was almost ran off the road or something like that. And he's taking credit for being the person that's actually in your corner. Also, he's giving me sequence numbers, which means to me that you say, see the same type of sequences of numbers over and over and over again. He's asking you to kind of look those up and be more mindful of what those things mean, whether you want to look at the angel aspect or not. But he's also putting very much earth energy into you, which does mean to me that you actually have the ability to kind to see things through an earth perspective, which is usually more Native American animal, animal stuff like that. It's more totem when it comes to things like this. You're very much more grounded within who you are. And so please know that me, I have my head in the clouds all the time, never around, never down here. I think you're very grounded and I think you're very much so stuck here in this reality of what this is. And that's actually good for you because I feel like with that type of mentality, you're actually going to be able to help people more in life. Just know that he's here with you. He's also making me feel like the family needs to know and understand that he's okay. He is giving to me like it's fast. He is literally snapping his fingers like it was fast how this took place. And because of that, it's almost like lights on, lights off with me. I don't necessarily feel like he can take credit for credit. Sorry, wrong words. He can't take responsibility for being over here. However, he is making me feel like he had signs and symptoms prior to his taking his last breath that he might have ignored, that he didn't necessarily understand was going to lead to him being over here. But he does have to kind of raise his hand a little bit and say, OK, so there were signs and symptoms that I probably should have paid more attention to, but did not. However, he's given lots of love to his family as a whole because he's making me feel like they were around him as much as they could prior to his passing, even though they weren't actually able to be there for him in that moment that he did release and take his last breath was somebody actually with him in the family because he's making me feel like somebody was in the home when it took place and they came to him after the fact and he's also taking and checking me and making sure but he's also taking and almost trying to work on me however he's also making me feel like the person that was around him didn't necessarily know how to do the proper mouth to mouth does that make sense at all you know i'm not sure uh exactly what i mean i know he passed from congestive heart failure I'm not sure if he passed at a hospital or at home though, uh, but okay. I know it was pretty sudden. Making sure I'm still talking to the same person because sometimes I have people come on in and I do, I feel like it's still him. I am going to tell you though, I'm just going to give you love because there actually is somebody else coming in that is, and I don't know if it's for you or if it's for somebody else. Who has the friend that passed in a car accident? I have one from a while ago. Male, it's a male though, right? Mm -mm. Okay, because this is a male. He's stepping in and he's doing this and he's also doing this, which is my symbol for car accident or accident that took place. He's raising his hand, which does mean to me, thank you. He's raising his hand and it means to me that he takes responsibility for why he's over here. So I am going to tell you he's giving me accident, but he's not giving it to me in the right way. He's giving me head to toe numbness, which means he was in and out of a sleep type state prior to him taking his last breath. And that means to me that this is probably somebody who had an accidental overdose um, based on how he's giving this to me. Okay. With that being said, he's splitting it down the middle 
which means to me that there are probably people who think he may have done this on purpose because he's making me feel like some people question whether or not it was suicide. However, there are other people who just are like, what the hell? I know he wouldn't have done that about himself. He takes a mask off and he puts it on his face, which means to me that when he was here, he wore a mask in life and he didn't know how to be himself around people. And he's also making me feel as though he struggled on and off with mental illness prior to him taking his last breath, probably his whole entire life, because he is making me feel almost like he's bipolar in the sense that he does not know how to regulate his um, sensibilities. He's giving me spikes and drops, which usually means to me that I'm somebody who doesn't know how to regulate like my moods or mood changes. And because of that, he's also pushing people away, which does mean to me that in his eyes, he feels as though that he didn't allow himself to be loved in life the way that he should have. He is doing this to me, which also means to me that he has a beautiful family, a great family who really tried to surround him and love him as much as they could. But he's also making me feel like... um. You know, it's not necessarily their fault at all what took place because he's not placing blame on them. However, he's also making me feel like he was incapable of understanding what love looked like when he was here because he was in the mental state that he was in prior to his taking his last breath. He is giving me on and off, which does mean to me this is probably somebody who struggled with addiction on and off. So I do want to say that he was at a state of almost being clean for a period of time prior to him taking his last breath. And then he's also going uphill for me, which means he was getting his life back together. He's also giving me the month of July. Don't know if that's a birthday. Don't know if that's the month that he would have passed or the month that he started going downhill. But he's also snapping his fingers. And that means to me that something happened in his life that day or I almost want to say that day based on the last 24 hours of his life that would have made him feel like a complete and utter failure. And he is making me feel like the family, the people who know him and love him know what the circumstance is. And so please just know that he doesn't place blame on the situation itself. He almost places blame for falling off the wagon and getting back on whatever it was that he was on. And I do feel like this is very opiate related because of the significance and how deep of a sleep I'm in prior to my passing. He's also almost making me feel like he was like, this is somebody different, I think. Sorry. Do you guys know somebody who passed in like a truck? I'm not sure if it was a truck. I mean, like he's showing me the inside of a vehicle and it looks like a truck because he's sitting there and I see the steering wheel is what he's showing to me. But the hood of it looks like a truck and the inside of it is tan. So that's how he's giving this to me. He's showing me through his eyes, like what he would have seen prior to him taking his last breath. But he's also kind of like sitting back in the seat and he's kind of slumping over in the sense that I feel like I just went to sleep. And so nobody was there when he actually took whatever it was that he did. And I do want to say, based on how he's giving this to me, I do believe that these are pills, not necessarily like heroin that he would have like put into his arm he's making me feel like he didn't quite do that at that point in time however i do also want to say that whatever he took was probably laced he is giving me separation which does mean to me thank you um separation sorry which means to me at the time you guys were not as close as what you would have been earlier in life but at the same time he's pulling you back to the situation which means that you would have had to have heard about this from one of his family members that reconnected after this after whatever took place he is giving lots of love and he is making me feel like he has to give love to the person that he's talking about so i don't know which three of you this makes sense to or who will make sense afterwards but what he's doing is he's making me feel like he has to give love because the person knows how to listen and what he's doing is he's sitting on the phone and he's making me feel like in that moment they listened even though I don't think you know that you listen as well as you do I think you really have a good mind space to sit within other people's situations and not really give 
what you want going forward. So you don't try to teach them and do this and do that. And this is what you do. Instead, you just sit with them and let them feel what they're feeling. And he is making me feel like he is really grateful that you do that. And I do want to say that I believe this is for you. And I, I'm horrible at names. I'm really sorry. But I think this is you, the woman. Um, sorry. Um, but they're making me feel like this is you that they're talking about. And he's also making me feel like there have been a lot of situations in your life. He's tying a bow around you. That means lots of love to you as a human being. I believe fully that you bend over backwards to make people happy in life. He is making me feel like there are a lot of situations in your life where your struggle has come from bending over backwards because you have a lot of people around you that have experienced many, many hardships in life. Not normal hardships. We're talking about people who have experienced a lot of loss, a lot of pain, a lot of mental disorders. We're talking like a lot of things that a lot of families, a lot of people, a lot of friends don't necessarily have to deal with. And he's almost making me feel like you're kind of like in this bubble, in the shield, in the middle, and you have all these different family units and cycles happening around you. And sometimes it makes you feel very overwhelmed because you want to help, but you don't know how. And so because of that, it gets so overwhelming to you that you have to take yourself back in your life and you have to shut the doors to reconnect with yourself because you feel like you're failing people. And he needs you to know that you can't fail anybody in life. They have to be the catalyst of change for themselves. And so you can't keep feeling bad about what you can't present to them to get them to change their mind and understand. Do not ever disconnect or disvalue the moment of a seed is how he just said it. The moment of a seed, because when you say something, you might have somebody in your life and he is making me feel like there is a male in your life right now that is struggling greatly with getting themselves back on track because he is making me feel like it's the same thing over and over and over that they're going through over and over and they keep getting pissed and they keep not understanding but they have to change that for themselves. At this point, the best thing to do is probably just say, look, if you're going to continue on the process, I'm going to have to back myself out of this situation. And for that, he's giving you love because he really wants you to understand that you're perfect the way that you are. You can't force yourself to be something that you're not. And life is one day at a time. You're doing the best that you can. And he wants you to remember that because I believe fully that life has been very hard for you because he's making me feel like you've been dragged under a couple different times over the past year and a half. So please know that he is with you, even though you probably don't know who the hell he is. I'm sure you will remember him at some point in time, but please know that he's with you. And also whose birthday is in October for you. It is a male that he's giving to me. He's giving me happy birthday with a male, which means to me there's a birthday in mail and you don't have to answer that. He's just giving me the birthday in mail. So tell them happy birthday for him when their birthday comes around. And he's also flinging pennies at you, which means to me that you actually find pennies. But he's making me feel like when you find these things, you don't look at the years on them. Please start looking at the years on the change that you find because that's actually significant for your specific situation. And he wants you to understand that, yes, you see birds for a reason. Um, and I don't think it's just one specific bird because he's giving me blue jays. He's giving me cardinals. He's giving me hawks, which means to me that you have different people who see you and fly around you in and out of your life. So please know that you do have people over here. And I'm also going to tell you, I do have a grandmother on mom's side of the family. That's also waving to you and giving, I love you. So please know she's here. Um, but other than that, I hope that was okay. Wow. <laughs> Well, that um, is a very big hawk aficionado. I will throw that out there. So. So, Crystal, that was fascinating. Is that something you have to invite in to take place? Or are you constantly getting kind of... I don't necessarily have to... Um, no, I don't because I have... I have I have rules now that I follow. Like, they have to follow rules. And I have to... 
I have to open that door for them. And that's why I said before I kind of like, before we talked, I didn't open that door for them because I was like, well, I don't know. Am I going to be channeling? I just didn't do that. Um, I have to protect myself and I have to protect you guys. I don't want some random person coming through that like hates your family and talks about how you're all going to hell. Um, that's what that's for. So I, that's it's a different only, kind of podcast. Like, exactly. So like, I, I mean, <laughs> I have some pretty spicy people. Like I had a reading um, yesterday that there was this guy that came through and he was just like, I mean, his energy, he was a very, very abusive father. Um, and he wanted her to know exactly who he was. And he came through with that same abusive energy. He changed it after a minute um, because he knows that I won't allow that abuse to come through, but he came through and he was like dead set on like just ornery as all get out. And so they can come through. It's just, they have to change too. And there has, there's things change once we die. It is just what it is. You know, all those things that we think we know, we actually don't know. And that's what really sucks because we still have that ego part of us. That's literally the seat of who we are in life, the ego of us. And that's what goes over to the other side, our soul, our spirit. That's what is. And so we can still be an asshole on the other side. It doesn't get like removed from us. I just don't want to channel that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so. And it's, it's so true about what you said before. Thank you for doing that reading. Oh my gosh. I. I don't know. I, it was just fascinating to watch and I know it takes a lot from you. So actually it doesn't, it, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> after two hours, it takes a lot from me, but no, I'm fine. It's fine. Well, I was just going to say it's, it's so accurate what you say. Cause like, of course there's so many people you want to come through and you want to hear cause you need all this closure. But, um, if that was like my mom's mom who came through at the very end, that would be very like her to just be like, and not even like say anything else. Hey, um, that's all I saw. Hey, I thought you okay. channeled my therapist there for a minute. I was starting to get ner nervous. <laughs> no, and it's so it, it's interesting to me. Sorry, when you when when we, you hear about these readings and like talking to a medium, you're like, oh, it's gonna be the people that are closest to me that love me the most. Mm -hmm. But I work in healthcare now, and I've I've traveled all over the country. So could it be possible that even one person that you only saw for a day that was in a coma that you can't stop thinking about comes through and you don't even remember their name. Like, is that possible? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the people in my paranormal team, she hates being around me because she does not want me to channel for her. And I know this about her. So usually when I know this about people, I really try hard not to. And one time um, spirit, her people hijacked a home investigation. And so when I do my walkthroughs, there was this guy that kept coming through and I'm like, who is this dude? Like, because he kept telling me they work in healthcare, they work in healthcare. And I'm like, okay, they're a nurse. Like he's telling me you're a nurse, you work in healthcare. And she's like, no, I don't. And then it was like, shoot, this is for Lisa. <laughs> and I felt so bad because she was like, God damn it, Crystal, why do you do that to me? And it was actually, she works, she works at um, a, a mental hospital, I guess is how I'm going to say it. But at the same time, she deals specifically with addicts. And so, um, she deals with, and this one guy came through and she remembered exactly who he was just by what he was saying and how he was saying it and how she knew, she knew he was going to relapse. She knew he was going to relapse. And he told her, she told him before he left, like, you know, be mindful, have your people lined up, blah, blah, blah. You're doing so good. And he came through to her because he did relapse and he did pass. And so he like, hijacked it and her grandma's hijacked me before too and I'm like God, you guys gotta stop this she does not like me already please leave her alone because I don't like making people uncomfortable that's really neat and it just yeah it just made me think of like this one guy I used to or I, I evaluated him for like a day but he was pretty much brain dead just a 
mm-hmm. say it bluntly. And like, it had been an overdose. And I, to this day, I'm like, why I don't touch things like that or drugs like that, or, you know, I have friending and I am very calmly and patiently advocating against it because like he was so young and I didn't know him at all, but I still think about him all the time. Like, what was he doing that day? Was it something he did all the time? Anyways, that's besides the point, but that's just fascinating. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was fascinating. Uh, I am curious to see how I feel when I go back and edit this and re-listen to the part that I connected with the most uh, because there was some stuff in there that was pretty close to home to the point that it made me almost uncomfortable, uh, which is awesome. I mean, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no need to apologize. I, I, you're, I, like, you're well, like, I'm so used to it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> this right here is why I can't have friends. This right here is why I can't have nice things. <laughs> I make everybody uncomfortable. Wait, that's true. You did ask. Yeah, me I, I would say it's fine because we asked, but actually I asked and then the two of you got put on the spot. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I, that's never happened to me. I think it's you usually you guys that um, the mediums have kind of hit on on other episodes. So that was, it was interesting to kind of be under the spotlight a little bit with all that information. Well, it's kind of funny to me because I think you're the one that has gifts. That's what people have said before on the. Noah has claimed several times uh, to be an empath. So I I am an empath, but I think JJ thinks that I think that I'm like a, a medium or a psychic or something. I just mean that I take on others emotions like very easily. And I'm, I'm intuitive in the way that I can have a brief conversation with somebody and like start to kind of pick apart what's going on with them very quickly. Um, just with like friends and stuff, like helping them out to the point that like one of my best friends, it annoys the shit out of her because she'll be trying to like hide the ball and I'll be like, just cut the shit. Let's talk about this thing. And she's like, what is wrong with you? You can't talk to people like that. She's like, we're fine. Yeah, you can though. But see, also I'm going to, I'm going to say to you, it's so funny because like, um, one, if you're an empath, you can channel spirit because all it is is energy. You're picking it up on human beings. Why can't you pick it up on spirits? Just energy. With that being said, once again, like I said in the beginning, a lot of people don't want to look into that because it's a lot harder than it appears. It's not easy. It's not just like one day. You have to really fix yourself to be there and be there for people the right way. I have to fix myself every day. I can't be an asshole. I can't be egotistical. I'm constantly working on myself and holding myself accountable for for other people. And so it's actually a lot harder work than what people think it is. And spirit will not channel through you positive, beautiful messages if you're an asshole yourself. It's just the way it works. And so, and for me to make money off from this and do my job, I have to get my own crap together. And I hate that sometimes because they always point out my flaws. But it's funny that you say that because I'm also gathering that you probably have like a huge um, common sense flaw is what I call it. Everything in life we do with common sense. If it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And stop trying to feed me a line of shit. Just come to me with reality. Come to me with the truth because I can handle the truth. I can't work with lies. And so it's one of those things that it's like, I don't like to dissect people. Just tell me what it is. You know, I can feel it anyway. I can feel when it's off. And so that's one of those things that a lot of empaths also are very common sense driven in life. Like that's you hold yourself back with the security blanket of just like, tell me this or like, give me the actual facts or the common, the common denominator there. That's pretty much how it is. It's just like, tell it to me straight because I can't, I can't fix myself if you're telling me lies. So, you know, if, if you want, if you want a type of relationship with me, then be honest with me and tell me what that looks like to you. So then I can either tell you if I can give it to you or not. I'm not here to play games. I only have this long on life. So it is what it is. Put it out there in a way that I can understand. Right. <laughs> so 
before you uh before you go i don't want to say goodbye to you i feel like we can talk for hours um we had another person that we discovered on tiktok come on and speak to immediate i don't remember when she, oh no, no no she said at the end of of our video uh podcast recording that was an odd way to say that <laughs> she said that she could she had seen a spirit like standing behind us the whole time I don't want to ask you to like go into that zone again, but. Oh, it's not a zone. There's a dude in your house. Um, I mean, like it's, it's just what it is. He's not harmful. He's not mean. He's not anything. He's not anything. And I don't think he's related to you guys either. Do you guys have like a house or an apartment? Is it an apartment or a complex? Because they're putting it together with other people. And so that means to me that you're connected to other people. And so you're going to be connected to their stuff too. And this dude is just kind of wandering in between places. It's not like he's stuck in that space. And so you guys probably do hear things off in another room and you probably go looking for it because you're like, what the heck was that that just dropped? And then all of a sudden you find nothing's dropped nothing's moved, nothing's changed. Well, yeah, that's just him making noises. Also, which one of you had the issue with um, things disappearing and Uh. having to go get somebody else because you're like, I know I freaking put it here. Where is it? And then they find it in the place that you didn't see it. Happens like a lot. every day. So that's a whole different podcast. But yeah, are you, that's, are that's you a telling thing. me that a ghost is hiding my things from me? No, no it is my fault. Then it's okay. you. It's you. <laughs> I'm a great mystery. That's why I said this is a whole different podcast situation here. That's your energy. That's them trying to tell you that you are far more gifted than what you're giving yourself credit for. Those are psychic events. Those are like almost dimension events that happen. It happens to me all the time when I'm not paying attention because they're trying to get my attention. They're literally, it's like the Mandela effect happening in my life and I hate it, it pisses me off. Because I'm like, stop that, it's here and I need it now, so stop doing that. But then Ben, my husband comes in and it's like right there where I was just looking. Uh And that just gives me so much frustration sometimes. But also you probably have issues with um, computers, self-checkouts and stuff like that also. Um, draining of batteries. You probably also have those things happen to you as well. It is your energy field affecting the things around you. What you're saying is these are all opportunities for him to get out of his cycle. And he just has to look within and come out. Well, our box makes us really comfortable. That's how spirit explains it. It's like being put in your box and like having your belief systems once those belief systems are challenged, that's scary as all get out. And so we don't like to be outside of the box. The box is comfortable, but they're really trying to push them outside of the box and see things differently because I believe you've had some significant experiences that you probably don't talk about with people that often. You've probably had a couple significant experiences in your life and you're like, nope, not well, going to do that again. JJ randomly dropped on us a couple episodes ago. Oh, my mom told me I used to talk to my dead cousin when I was a kid and then just moved yeah. on. Like it was no big, the most skeptical person on our podcast. Like it was no big deal. Just moved on. I mean, yeah. I don't personally remember. <laughs> I remember my mom telling me that, but I don't remember actually doing that as a child. My son used to talk to ghosts. Um, it, actually, he had ghost friends. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Black Eyed Kids. That's what he was talking to horrible little children um he doesn't remember it at all it was actually it was a it was so traumatizing to him that i thought he just kind of forced it out of his head and he doesn't remember it but he doesn't remember the encounter at all wow wow so well, 
I feel like I have a lot to unpack after this episode. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but um, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on and giving us your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. These kind of episodes, we don't do them a ton, but they are really fascinating. So yeah, check Crystal out. And what can you say your um, social media information one more time for us? Mid Mitten Medium. All right, guys. Well, you heard it. Make sure you go support Crystal. Check her out. Let us know what you think about this episode. And yeah, Crystal, we hope you have a great rest of the night. Thank you. You too. Have a happy new year. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much, Crystal. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ooh, let's unpack that for a little bit. So even I don't consider myself to be a very woo-woo person, but there were a couple of things she said in there when she was like doing her whole spiel on me where like I almost started to tear up and I was like, get your shit together. You're on a podcast. And I was like, well, nobody can see, I guess, actually, if if I do tear up, but yeah. it was. And you can't get emotional on podcasts. Yeah. What this medium is for. It was, um, I don't know. That was crazy. I mean, I didn't know my grandfather at all, but people have always told me that he and I, have a lot in common like our mannerisms are very similar the way we treat people are very similar uh and that you know that i would have really enjoyed knowing him had he been around in some ways that's kind of like an easy target i guess for me to feel connected to you know if we're going to put our skeptic hat on but then like some of the stuff she said which again could just be reading me uh mannerisms wise on the podcast but some of the stuff she said about like things that have recently been going on and kind of kind of living a fork in a road life, which I think probably a lot of us are during the pandemic, especially those of us who are creative and maybe have other, you know, jobs or responsibilities and things are just so different now because a lot of the avenues we had are gone. Yeah, that's the hardest thing to me is like, I, I mean, like she was nonstop, which was amazing. I mean, a lot of information really in her head, like, this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm seeing. She, I don't know if you guys picked up on this listeners, but we could notice when she was, uh, cause we're on zoom so we could see her, but she would like stop and be like, thank you. Like, hello, thank you. Stop talking to me to like <laughs> nobody in the rooms, like spirits. Right? <laughs> but it, there were a lot of like, I don't want to call it fishing. Cause I hate that word, especially with mediums. Cause I really respect what they're capable of and what they're doing. Um, but a lot of generic, like, statements and sentences where I'm sitting here like oh well it could have been my my friend's brother from this age oh well maybe it was my sister's you know best friend's grandpa or what you know things like that which I wasn't going that far-fetched there were definitely people in my life that I could all of those relate to and in some sense but and here's the thing because what she told us is like we're searching I don't know if she said this specifically but if we're looking for direct answers from certain people for certain situations that's us like trying to find proof if we're really trying to connect with our like positive and and self-love self and like self-love self y'all my brain is so fuzzy right now but if we're really trying to connect with like almost like the greater good in that sense then the messages that she was relaying are all true well didn't you find it interesting how so let's say like you talk to somebody who does this and they may give you like generalized affirmations she very specifically was like you've got this going on in your life, you need to choose this path, which I, I mean, not that we've done a ton of these, but I had not heard a medium or uh, somebody doing that kind of stuff be that specific with like, you've got this thing, you need to pick this path. And, and that was kind of interesting to me. You know, I don't, I don't know how much it'll inform any decisions I make, but uh, in the moment, it was very easy to kind of get caught up with like, yes, yes, please tell me more. Tell me what to do. Fix it. You know? 
Yeah. Same. I thought she really nailed a few things for you on the head. Yeah. You're not fun re-listening to that. I don't know. Well, and then she talked about how much pain you're around. And I thought that was very interesting with your job, especially like her talking about like families and, and all. I was like, wow, this is like eerily spot on for what I imagine Kat's life to be like. And I feel like, yes, I agree. And also like being, I, I want to say I've grown a lot in my career and in my personal life that I don't feel like I get as walked on as I used to, but I totally felt that when she was talking about uh, interesting, yeah. uh, kind of handling even my own family's issues who don't listen to this podcast. So I don't care talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the things that she brought up for you were things that like we had just talked about earlier today, which was kind of interesting, especially about, you know, you know, you can't help other people. Like some people just have to take responsibility for themselves and <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. We were just talking about Hawks today. So I saw a hawk today. I don't think I see a lot of pennies, but now I'm going to such a random one. I was like pennies. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, there were a lot of things she said that like really like struck true, like at least in my opinion, struck, struck true about you, Kat, and about you, Noah, as well. And I mean, obviously our neighbors go saying that I need to remember where I left my damn phone. That's kind of uh, funny. It's uh, very accurate. But there were also a lot of things she said that like didn't really ring true for me. Yeah. And, like a lot of people she was, you know, coming into contact with that none of us really knew. Connected to. Um, like someone who died in a car crash, someone who died of an opioid overdose which unless it was course, my patient that one time right unless it was someone that we kind of had like a tangential connection exactly. with but i i think like you know if you're in a room with three people it, there's a probably a pretty good likelihood that one of those persons in that room has someone in their life that fits that category just sure. like someone in this room it's likely has a grandfather who passed away yeah of like a heart you know? attack so like that's the kind of thing where it's like yeah there were a lot of things that were accurate and a lot of advice that like really struck yeah. forward and rang true but and like, i think that's why i find it the most interesting less so with telling us hey this spirit has this background they're telling you this thing because i think as all of us just being some level of skeptics we probably have a little bit harder time buying in that there's like an actual like being they're telling them this what i found more interesting was her ability to hit on things in our lives that were rang true for us i feel like you know right like what I, is that I, you know it was convincing me a lot more on that than it she was of like oh i'm getting connection to a spirit yeah this person some of the stuff she said it was going so fast i didn't really have time to acknowledge or not acknowledge a lot of it but Right. One thing specific that has happened like in the past couple of days. And I was just like, how in the, how, how did she figure that out? Because it wasn't really a generalization. It's not something I talked about on the podcast either. So, I mean, it was, I don't know, that was a little eerie. Like there was some stuff in there that kind of hit me and really caught me off guard. And, and, you know, it could just be the way our brains work when we hear stuff like that, where you know, it could be us fighting to make yeah. connections. For yeah. sure. Um, I mean, that's what human brains do. We're making patterns and connecting yeah. things all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Oh, was it um, how she said you're particular about who you choose to do projects with because yeah. you chose us and we're amazing? Yeah, yeah that was it. That was that. <laughs> with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Ooh.
In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real. It's intimate. And it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.